Well, we are glad to see each of you in uh, the service today. And again, we welcome you to Gentilly Baptist Church. We have some visitors. We're glad you're here and our home folks uh, as well. It's good to see you. Uh, you have been hearing uh, in the music and in scripture uh, talk today about foundations. And uh, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, as Jesus concluded the Sermon on the Mount, uh, he talked about the foundations of two different houses. From Matthew chapter 7, uh, at the end of the chapter, we see this beginning in verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. This building was built in 1951, and the builders did a good job. Uh, it has been through some things. It has been through Hurricane Katrina, and we had seven feet of water in here, but the building held solid. Uh, the mortar on the outside has uh, got a few cracks in it, and now Bethel College is in the process of taking out bad mortar and sealing that, and they'll put uh, waterproofing on it later to save some of the blistering we're seeing uh, in our plaster now. Uh, but that doesn't affect the stability of the building. It doesn't look so good, but uh, we're in the process of getting that done. But the foundation was put down well, and this building has held strong. We've had some termite damage through, through the years, but the foundation remains strong. Jesus knew that it was essential for our lives to be built on a sure foundation and talked about how we could know that our lives were built on the rock. The sure foundation, only He is the rock. And if we do not build our lives on Him, then we face great difficulty. Uh, years ago, when I was a, a child, uh, our family went to uh, Gulf Shores and Fort Morgan, Alabama, long before it was built up like it is now. Uh, one day, we, we stopped on the side. We walked out to the, the water's edge, uh, and it was pretty isolated back then, unlike now. And as we were walking on the edge, there were big waves coming in and uh, the waves had eaten out uh, uh, the bank of the sand. And we were walking along there and my youngest brother, who was about six at that time, was walking there and as he was near the end, the sand collapsed and he began to go down into the water into those huge waves. Uh, it looked probably to me, which I was about 10, a lot worse than, than it was, but I remember my parents each grabbed one of his hands and uh, picked him up and, and lifted him off that 
sinking sand, and he was rescued from that. It's important that we have a good foundation to walk on, to uh, have our buildings built on, but most importantly, that our lives be built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and Jesus said here, everyone who hears these words and acts on them is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. So you see the key is hearing Jesus' words and that's it, right? No, hearing and acting on them, hearing and doing them. In James 1.22, we read, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. So we've got to hear the words and do them. Hear the words of Jesus and act on them. Build a foundation on what Jesus has said, his commands on us. My grandfather uh, would be about 111 years old if he were still living. Uh, he was born in uh, the early 1900s, grew up in a very, very poor family. In fact, his father died at a very early age before my grandfather was even born. So his mother uh, lived a life of, of poverty. They farmed, raised what, uh, what they had to eat, but lived a, a very meager existence. And as my grandfather grew up and married my grandmother, uh, he borrowed about $100 and bought a farm and began farming that. And at an early age, he accepted Jesus as his savior. He built his life on the rock of Jesus. Uh, my grandmother was a believer and they raised their children, even though they were very poor. I remember my mother telling us that she had at one time one dress, uh, one dress made out of a flour sack. They used to sell flour in fabric that you could actually make clothes out of. And my mother had that one flour sack dress and a teacher at school bought her a second dress. So she felt like she was really doing well having two dresses. But even though they were very poor, uh, they raised my mother and her uh, three sisters and their one brother to be strong followers in Christ. In fact, all five children graduated from college. All five became teachers and all of them taught for at least part of their careers. Uh, I think three of them taught until they retired as, as teachers. My grandfather at about the age of 33 became very sick. They didn't know what was wrong with him, but he was in the hospital and the doctors sent him home to die. So that faced, uh, that presented my grandmother with the possibility of raising her then four children uh, by herself. Uh, a, a preacher came to their house and prayed for him. A lot of people prayed for him and God healed him and he lived another uh, 44 years or so after that. But even though they were poor, even though they never had very much, their lives were built on Jesus Christ and it showed 
uh, in the way they raised their children. It showed in the way they treated their neighbors. Uh, I remember people telling about my grandfather as he would go to church. They had uh, a horse named Dan and a wagon. And they would go to church with that horse pulling the wagon. And on the way to church, my grandfather with his wagon full of children would stop and pick up other families on the way to church. So uh, they did had a, a bus ministry. I guess you would call it a wagon ministry at that time. But uh, I've always been proud of, of that family and the way they built their lives on the rock. They knew what was important. They knew that their foundation was not based upon how much money they had about the, the fancy house that they did not have, but it was about Jesus Christ. And even though health problems came, as my grandfather grew older, he had lots of circulation problems. I had to have a leg amputated in his last years. But throughout that period of time, he his life was built on Christ. And when he did die, he had assurance of where he was going and his family had assurance because he knew Jesus Christ as Savior that he was going to spend eternity in heaven. So Jesus said, if we do what he says, if we hear it and do it, we are like the wise builder who built a house on a rock. Uh, the wise man who built his house on a rock and when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house, it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. The rains and winds and storms and floods will come into our lives. They are, it's just an assurance. Part of life is those storms, those trials that we face. And if our life is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, then we can withstand those floods, rains, and storms. We can stand in the midst of those great difficulties if we build our lives on the words of Jesus. It's so critical that we do that. There's an Old Testament passage that is much like this. The first Psalm, in fact, Psalm 1 says, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. So Jesus talked about the wise man who built his house on the rock. And the psalmist here talks about a tree firmly planted by the water. And a tree that is planted by the water will grow tall and grow strong. When we were in the Amazon a few weeks ago, we would see massive trees because there's lots of water in the Amazon. It rains a lot there and trees can grow very tall. The Brazil nut tree is the tallest tree in the forest and it is head and shoulders above any other tree there because of its, the, the kind of tree it is and because of the rain there. So here the psalmist says, if our delight is in God, if we trust in him, if we meditate on his word, 
following his word, just as Jesus said, if we hear his word and obey it, we will be like the tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. The tree built by, planted by streams of water prospers, grows, yields fruit. Just as the house built on the rock withstands the storms and floods and winds. But the psalmist said in Psalm 1 verse 4, but the wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So based on what we build our life on, the psalmist says we can be like a great tree planted by streams of water, or we can be like chaff. Chaff is what's left when the grain of the wheat is, is taken out. The chaff is just that light, uh, almost weightless stuff that the wind blows away as you're, as you're beating the grain and getting the kernels of wheat from that. The chaff will blow away because it is insignificant, it is nothing. And the psalmist says, those who do not trust in God, those who do not build their lives on God are insignificant and will not last. In the same way, Jesus said, those who do not build their life on the rock, on Jesus, will not last. For he says, uh, verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Who built his house on the sand. What do you think is going to happen to a house built on the sand? It can look really good. You can build a beautiful house on a bad foundation and people will think you have a fantastic house. But when the tests come, when the rains come, when the floods come, then you will see that there was no foundation in that. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. This house, which could have looked as good as the house built on the rock, when the test came, it did not last. Just earlier than the passage we're looking at in Matthew chapter seven, verse 21, Jesus said, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. So Jesus said, a lot of people in that day will think that their house was built just fine. But because they did not build their house upon the rock in the judgment day, 
They will say, but Lord, we, we said, Lord, Lord, we ministered in your name. Jesus said, I did not know you. Your name, uh, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. So you see, it's crucial that we build our lives on the only true rock, Jesus. That we listen to him and do it. For you see, we can live our lives pretending to be Christians, looking like Christians, sounding like Christians. But if we're not really built on the rock, if we haven't heard the words of Jesus and put them into practice in our lives by accepting him as Savior and Lord and then living out that life of service to Christ, then because our foundation is not there, the fall will be great, as Jesus said. It fell and great was its fall. What a tragedy that a life which could be well lived because it was built on Jesus is a life that can also be wasted. We are called on not to waste our lives. We're called on to put our faith in Jesus, to build our lives on him and do what he says. Henry Blackaby talked about uh, his first funeral. He said uh, it was for a three-year-old child. Said she was the firstborn child of a couple in their church, a beautiful child, the first grandchild of an extended family, but he said she was spoiled. While visiting the little girl's home one day, he said he uh, saw that she loved to ignore her parents' commands, instructions. When they told her to come, she went. When they sit, said, sit down, she stood up. And he said her parents laughed at that, finding her behavior cute. He said one day, the front gate was accidentally left open. The child wandered through the front gate and began walking toward the street. And her parents said, stop, stop. They called her name. She got between two cars, looked back at her parents, smiled, and did what she was used to doing. Went on out, went into the street, and tragically, she was killed. In the same way, even though that is a sad and, and gruesome uh, illustration, when we hear the words of our Savior and don't follow them, when we hear the words of Jesus and they go in one ear and out the other and we do not act on them in the same way, we meet a tragic consequence. Every day we hear on the news uh, about tragedies that happen because people have not built their life on the rock. Now people die whose houses are built on the rock, but their fall is not great because their eternity is assured. We are called on to build our lives on Jesus, to constantly make sure that, that we have a sure foundation. Companies like Rubion Shoring Company here in New Orleans advertise that they can go in and, and shore up 
a poor foundation. And they can. They can go in and I don't know all that's involved, but they can go and take a house that is, has a foundation that is crumbling and they can do things to make sure that house does not fall. In the same way, we as human beings, we may reach a point in our lives and we realize that our house is not built on the rock and it's never too late to have a new foundation. It's never too late for Jesus to come in and provide the foundation, whether it's one thing that we've seen in our Amazon trips. Several times we've seen people 90 years or older accept Christ in houses sitting beside the Amazon. People who realize that their house, their, their, their spiritual house was not built on the rock and they accepted Jesus as Savior. Jesus can save somebody, put the foundation no matter where they are, no matter what they've done, no matter where they've been. Jesus can provide a sure foundation. What a tragedy for someone to expect to go to heaven and say, but, but Jesus, I, I, I talked about you. I, I went to church. Jesus said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? So even those who might preach God's word or share God's word or read God's word or pray every day. He says, but I will declare to them, I never knew you. Saddest words that anyone could ever hear, especially someone thinking, that their life was just right. But to hear Jesus say, I never knew you. It's never too late to trust in Jesus. It's never too late to have our foundation secured and to know that we will have an eternity spent with Jesus. And when that day comes, our house is, our spiritual house is built on the rock of Jesus. And then we will hear him say, welcome in. Enter into the joy of your salvation. Today, I pray that your foundation is secure. If not, would you let Jesus provide that foundation for you? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the love you have for us. Thank you, O oh Father, that you tell us how to live our lives and that we can do what you've called us to do. Father, today, if there's one here who's never had his or her foundation placed upon the rock of Jesus, I pray that today he or she would say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Be my foundation. Make my life secure in you. I want to follow you. Forgive my sins. Be my master and Lord. Thank you for saving me, Jesus.